This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. This is my Father's world, and to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my Father's world, I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas, His hand the wonders wrought. This is my Father's world, the birds their carols raise, the Save me by thy grace Save 
While I know this thou art calling Do not pass me by Thou the spring of all my comfort More than life to me Whom have I on earth beside thee Whom in heaven but thee Well, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Come, O children, and listen to me. We will listen and learn the awe and the wonder of our God. We will learn to keep from deceit and evil. We will seek peace and pursue it in all the earth. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg. Thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, Eileen Flatten, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio. 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We'd like to thank Marilyn Johnson for sponsoring this service in memory of Dana Johnson, a fallen firefighter. And that's pretty appropriate these days after the news that we heard out of Burnsville this last week how we can appreciate those who protect and care for us and serve us, being about our safety. Next Wednesday, we'll be at uh, Deronda Lutheran at five o'clock for soup and at 6.15 for worship. And on Sunday, we'll be at Deronda again at 9.30 and we'd invite all of you to attend. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may, may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle or a cross to make a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship. 
You might also want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids to follow along with the scripture readings. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit our breath of life. Amen. We'll continue with the confession of sin and the absolution. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of love, when we look inward and are honest with ourselves, we see where we have lived as though you are not our God. We have sought our own gain rather than the good of all. We have not loved you or our neighbors as ourselves. We have betrayed and denied you in what we have done and not done. Oh, create in us clean hearts, O God, that we might become what you have called us to be. I declare to you, God, whose unfathomable love went to the cross for our sake, now forgives us all our sins and welcomes us all over again into the promise of eternal life. In Christ's name, amen. We'll now continue with our gathering songs. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, from my heart. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, in my heart. Love you, love you, Jesus. Love you, love you, Jesus. Love you, love you, Jesus, in my heart. Love you, love you, Jesus. Love you, love you, Jesus. Love you, love you, Jesus, in my heart. Praise you, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, Jesus, in my heart. Praise you, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, Jesus, in my heart. I can't live without you. I can't live without you. I can't live without you in my heart. I can't live without you. I know too much about you. I can't live without you in my heart. So thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, in my heart. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, in my heart. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fear.
chains are gone I've been set free My God, my Savior Has ransomed me And like a flood His mercy reigns Unending love Amazing grace Unending continue with the morning litany. What is it you want me to do for you? We want to be great in God's reign. Are you willing to sacrifice everything for the good of others? Everything? We are not so certain. That is what it means to be great in God's reign. Then it is only you, Jesus, who are, who are great which means I am here to serve you right now in whatever way you need. Oh, have mercy on us, Jesus. What is it you want me to do for you? Open our eyes so that we might love and serve you better. Consider it done. Your faith has made you well. We will take up our cloaks and follow. Prayer of the day. Holy God, in your blessed reign, the first are last and the last first. Remind us as often as, is, as it takes that we ought to seek greatness, not through our own efforts, but as an extension of your healing arms, reaching out in service to our neighbors. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I now encourage you to share a sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. And if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. The first reading is from Psalm 34, verses 11 through 14. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Which of you desires life and covets many days to enjoy good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The Holy Gospel according to Mark chapter 10, verses 32 through 52. They were on the road going to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them. They were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. He took the twelve aside again and began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, <clears throat> and they will hand him over to the Gentiles. They will mock him and spit upon him and flog him and kill him, and after three days he will rise again. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? 
or be baptized with the baptism that I baptized with? They replied, we are able. Then Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with baptism with which, with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. <clears throat> so Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be the first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. <clears throat> they came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to me. I was nothing before you. Was what I 
Good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message, or as I like to say, for all of us who are still children at heart. I have a question for you. Have you ever had someone tell you to be quiet? Maybe just once or twice? And did you listen? I ask because in today's scripture story, we hear about a man named Bartimaeus who was blind. When he heard that Jesus was near him, he shouted, Jesus, have mercy on me. But then guess what the people around him said? That's right, they said, be quiet, Bartimaeus. They probably said this because Jesus was an important person, and they thought Jesus wouldn't want to talk to Bartimaeus, who was not an important person. But Bartimaeus didn't listen to them, which is why he yelled again, only louder, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus heard him and said, call Bartimaeus here. When Bartimaeus made it to Jesus, Jesus then healed Bartimaeus so that he could see again. Because Bartimaeus called out to Jesus, Bartimaeus learned that Jesus thought he was important to talk to and to help. It's a good thing that Bartimaeus did not listen to the people who told him to be quiet. Now this story doesn't mean that you don't ever have to be quiet again, because you do have to be quiet sometimes. We all do. We are made to have and enjoy quiet moments of time. But today's story reminds us that when we need help, we should make our need of help known, just like Bartimaeus did. We should call out for help to our friends, our family, to Jesus, and to God. When we do, there will be voices that tell us to be quiet because others are too busy or too important to help us, that God is too busy and too important to help us, but don't listen to those voices. Instead, do like Bartimaeus did and keep calling out for help. Because when we do keep calling out for help, we will eventually see, just like Bartimaeus did, that we are important enough to be helped. We will also see how important we are to God and how God wants to help us, just like Bartimaeus saw. And that's the good news for today, so could you please bow your head, fold your hands, and join me in prayer. Dear God, Thank you for Jesus who helps us see that we are important to you and that you want to help us. Thank you and amen. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus to reach out and touch him and say that we love him. Open our ears, Lord, and help us to listen. Open our eyes, Lord, we want to see Jesus. Now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I want to share a brief quote from uh, Gerhard Frost from his book, uh, Kept Moments. But God, you don't follow my script. It isn't my scenario. It isn't what I wrote. Have you lost it? I have to learn of you, you say? Word for word, line for line? I see. Forgive me, Lord, 
forever having had a script, make me a learner all my days. One of the things I think we need to keep remembering that the reason we go to church or we listen to programs over the radio or TV is to be learners, to keep understanding that it's God who is leading, not us who are leading God. Again, the stories that we shared in the gospel text today are three that are really interesting, but Jesus asks twice the same question. What is it that you want me to do for you? I'll share from the narrative as they share some thoughts around this. Twice in this passage, the same question pops up. What is it you want me to do for you? The first time we hear it, Jesus is telling his disciples about his mission on earth, prophesying to them about his impending death and resurrection, and simultaneous about his identity as the Son of Man. Their immediate response is to let him know what they want, that they want something from him in his rising. So Jesus' question could very well be genuine. What is it you want me to do for you? The second time we hear it, though, things feel different. Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, hears that Jesus is nearby and shouts out to greet him. He is the one speaking to Jesus' mission here. Unlike the disciples, he appears to have internalized exactly who Jesus is. And again, unlike the disciples, Bartimaeus doesn't preface his request to Jesus. He tells Jesus right away what he wants mercy. And he seems to be talking in an immediate sense instead of anticipating Jesus's resurrection. Why would Jesus ask Bartimaeus the same thing he asked his disciples? What is it you want me to do for you? He already knows what Bartimaeus wants, so his motivation must be rhetorical. There are a few explanations, but perhaps the most helpful this morning is that Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what he wants to set an example and drive home a point for everyone who was with him in that moment. I am here to serve you, right here, right now. The disciples are thinking about glory, power, as something that you can call dibs on, since they are the ones following Jesus in his ministry. Ironically, that mindset proves that they aren't really following him at all. If they were, they would hear Jesus' message, I am here to serve you right here, right now. And they would understand that true glory, true power, lies in serving others the very same way. In this short passage, Jesus prophesies, teaches, and heals. He embodies the very kind of servant leadership to which he calls his followers. And he does it with a focus on the present instead of just the future. God's grace isn't something we can put on layaway. God's love isn't something we can stockpile for future use. The true glory of God comes to life in the service we extend to our families, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers, our enemies. Even Jesus isn't the God of do as I say and not as I do. Jesus leads by example and teaches us to serve, to meet the needs around us, here and right now. 
I love the section where he talks again about he didn't come to be served, but he came to serve. China Service Venture, which I'm on the board, uh, has been, we ran a few camps in China, and we've been now, since China has closed the doors, we're running some camps in Hawaii for Chinese kids who have, uh, are no longer, are dispersed from China. But one of the camps, uh, the first two years, we had a teacher that came, and the first year, not knowing what to expect or what was going on, he came to the camp to observe. And he watched as the counselors at the camp would pray together, would talk about serving and caring for the kids. And he was impressed. And by the week's end, he said, I have learned something. I have learned to care. I want to love our kids more. He came back a second year and he was fully involved in what was going on at the end of the week as they were cleaning up the camp. He had picked up a mop and a broom and had been sweeping and mopping and cleaning up. And some of his students looked at him and said, what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing this. And he said, oh yes, I should, he said. I am now a Christian, therefore I serve. Very simply, he had caught the gospel that Jesus was talking about. It had grabbed his heart and moved him into action right now. Nancy, another student there, became one of our favorites. She came over to be a camper, a counselor at Wapagasset a year or two after, well, two years after she'd gone to the first camp. She had done some remarkable things uh, to her camp, and when I picked her up from the airport and we came back, we were talking, and she t started talking about how important it was to love the poor kids of China. And all of a sudden, I looked over as I was driving, and she had tears running down her face as she talked about the poor in China. She loved them. She wanted to serve them. She knew what Christ was talking about. It wasn't sitting on the right hand or left hand. It was learning to serve. I appreciate those two people, and I sometimes wonder what's happening in their world and the kids that they have touched and moved with over the years. It's a different ballgame in China right now where you can't have that opportunity. But they are still serving in their own ways as they can. When God called you, what was the first thing you thought about? As you grew up, was it thinking about, I will have eternal life? I will... Uh, Live in heaven forever? Always looking at the future? Or did you hear the words that Jesus spoke? Follow me. Learn to serve. Take up your cross. Because that's what happens when we follow Jesus is we start understanding that our first calling is not to look off to some future, but to look at present tense, present time, to serve. And those lessons come hard because we like to have things come our way where people serve us. 
I mean, isn't it fun to go to a restaurant and have somebody else cook? Isn't it good to have uh, other people take care of you? Sometimes we, we get very spoiled. Jesus is calling us to do that for others. And not just those who can pay us back or who can love us. We just do it because it's our job to serve. To learn to be humble of heart. Not to count ourselves as better than others, but to learn. And if we do that, then that story of Bartimaeus becomes really interesting, doesn't it? Because as Bartimaeus hears that Jesus is nearby, he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And what happens to those followers of Jesus? They turn to Bartimaeus and say, be quiet. And they just didn't say, hey, be, be quiet. They sternly rebuked him to be quiet. But he cried all the more. And we see again, Jesus hearing the cry, meets him where he's at, asks him what he could do for him, and then does it. When we meet Jesus, do we cry out? Do we only cry out so that we can get better or just cry out from the need that we have and Jesus is there to do it? I love that story because Jesus always takes the time to help those and he doesn't wait to some future time he does it present tense. There's one story from, again, from Kept Moments that, I, that speaks to this. This morning, very early, I sensed the spirit stirring at the latch string of my heart. Good morning, may I come in, he said, and then he came. We shared secrets, mine of musty darkness, his of blinding light. We spoke of many things, of this day and tomorrow, of joy and pain, life and life again. We spoke of death, my death. Feeling my heart's tremor, he said, you didn't hurry. My world can wait. And at last I stammered softly, this is the best. May we do it again? He answered, I'm never too busy. Isn't it great to have a God who is there for us, who can say to us, I am never too busy. I will take the time to listen, to hear, to see. Another story that I want to share, that was from Gerhard Frost, by the way, and then from Stories of the Heart. This one's a little bit different, but I'd like to close with this. It's an old lady who's in a hospital or a nursing home. And a little bit like Bartimaeus, she's saying to the nurses to see her. And maybe that's a lesson for all of us, to actually see people as Jesus sees us and then to serve them. What do you see, nurses? What do you see? Maybe you're thinking when you look at me, a crabbed old woman, not very wise, uncertain of habit, with faraway eyes. 
who dribbles her food and makes no reply when you say in a loud voice, I do wish you'd try, who seems not to notice the thing, things that you do and forever is losing a stocking or shoe, who resisting or not lets you do as you will with bathing and feeding the long day to fill. In what you're thinking, is that what you see? Then open your eyes, nurse, you're not looking at me. I'll tell you who I am as I sit here so still. As I move at your bidding, eat at your will. I'm a small child of 10 with father and mother, brothers and sisters who love one another. A young girl of 16 with wings on her feet, dreaming that soon a love she'll meet. A bride at 20, my heart gives a leap, remembering the vows I promised to keep. At 25 now, I have young of my own who do need me to build a secure, happy home. A woman of 30, my young now grow fast, bound together with ties that should last. At 40, my young sons have grown up and gone, but my man's beside me to see I don't mourn. At 50, once more, babies play around my knee. Again, we know children, my loved one and me. Dark days are upon me, my husband is dead. I look to the future, I shudder with dread. For my young are all rearing young of their own, and I think of the years and the love that I've known. I'm an old woman now, and nature is cruel. It is her jest to make old age look like a fool. The body crumbles, grace and vigor depart. There is a stone where I once had a heart. But beside this old carcass, a young girl still dwells. And now and again, my bittered heart swells. I remember the joys, I remember the pain, and I'm loving and living life over again. I think of the years all too few, gone too fast, and accept the stark fact that nothing can last. So open your eyes, nurse, open and see. Not a crabbed old woman. Look closer. See me. I think many people in our culture, in our communities, are crying for people to see them like Jesus would see them, to love them like Jesus would love them, that would serve them like Jesus served them. To hear the voice of a Bartimaeus who had been scorned by the crowd, told to shut up. But Jesus comes and sees him and helps him to see. And isn't that true for us too? That we cry to see and Jesus takes time to help us to see our brothers and sisters to live and to serve like he. Amen. Since I started for the kingdom, since my life he controls, since I gave my heart to Jesus, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he
share together our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. And on the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. together through this season of contemplation and preparation, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Loving God, you came in the person of Jesus not to be served, but to serve others. Help us set aside our desire for greatness, that we might love our neighbors as ourselves. God of the journey, in mercy hear our prayer. Give us a deep appreciation for forests and grasslands, deserts and mountain ranges, oceans and rivers, that we would care for them as you would have us. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. Encourage those who lead and those who follow to work cooperatively with one another toward common goals, that all might have life and have it abundantly. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. Enfold in your loving arms all who are living with chronic or terminal illness, addiction, mental health challenges, or grief, especially Cheryl Flatten, Dave Rosenbush, Paige Wolner, Mary Greiser, Jocelyn Burdick, Kelsey Zamuda, Ron Lee, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Helen Erickson, Ron Wilson, Scott Morgan, Jim Curtis, Ida Martinson, Randy Goglin, Helen Jorgensen, 
Shirley Lenz, Dean Muse, Vern Lee, Jean Hoisington, Haylin Hoisington, and Pete and Diane Fall. Show us how best to love and support those in our families or communities who suffer. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. Help us to see the many ways in which scripture has been used to marginalize those living with disabilities, that we might be intentional about welcoming and affirming every single child of God as they are. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. With gratitude, we remember those who shared with us stories of lives transformed by your love, teaching us by their example that your love can change us in powerful ways. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. Confident that you walk alongside us in our need, we lift to you all our prayers, spoken and unspoken, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. A number of years ago, we had some young people that went from camp and spent a number of months in Malawi. And I love the way they took the offering because it allowed everybody to give something even if they had no money. As the offering plate went around, if you had no money to give, you could put your hand over the offering plate and offer yourself to give something to your neighbor. Maybe it's just something as simple, I'm going to be nice or I'm going to forgive my neighbor for what has happened, or I'm going to do something nice for them, maybe I'll do chores for them, but being able to do something in response to the gospel, after all, that's what it's about. We are called to serve. So gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offering we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit to be the power that moves us. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. 
the Lord look upon you a favor and grant you peace. Amen. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for the heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is He. His eye is on the His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know Let not thy heart be troubled, his tender word I hear, and resting on his goodness, I lose my doubts and fears, though by thy path he leadeth, but one step I For his eye is on the sparrow, 
Yes, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Be not dismayed, whatever God will. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. All you may need, he will.